You're listening to Dr. Karen, Love and Life, right now. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril, psychologist, author, speaker, former former professor, professor, and musician. The total package. Learn how to have true intimacy. Drag down, knock out fights, and then have like really hot makeup sex, right? I'm all about living authentically and finding the best version of you and living life to its fullest. Don't stop that play button. Get connected. You know, marriage is great, but only if it's a great marriage. You know, fear can't live without thoughts to support it. Got the passion? Channel your path to a more authentic you. Living an authentic life. Listen to Dr. Karen right now on Love & Life. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love & Life. Hi there. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'm a psychologist, author, speaker, former professor, and musician. You might know me from my latest book, Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right. I'm here on my new podcast. We'll be talking about living and relating authentically in all realms of life. We'll look at how to have true intimacy in romantic relationships, more meaningful friendships, healthier family connections, more productive and fulfilling careers, and we'll learn methods for staying happy, hopeful, and positive all while channeling a path to a more authentic you, living an authentic life. So we're continuing the series, The Love is Real. Today, I want to talk about being single on Valentine's Day. Don't just survive, thrive. And I had a really fantastic opportunity this morning. I was able to appear on Sirius XM's Wake Up With Taylor show, and I was asked to talk about being single on Valentine's Day. And I was so thrilled to have an opportunity to talk on a national radio show about this topic because let's get real, people. Sometimes being single on Valentine's Day can be a little harder than being single during the rest of the year. Why? Because there's all these hearts in your face and there's all this love in the air. And sometimes even singles who are super, super confident and strong and love their single life can get the blues a little bit just with so much focus on being in love and so much energy about couples. And and so I was really excited to have the opportunity and we had a great conversation. We'll put the link on my website because... Taylor got it. She got that like, hey, and she's in a relationship and so is her co-host Liliana. And it's great to be in a relationship, no question. But at the same time, we need to be sensitive to what's going on with singles during Valentine's Day. And as you guys know, I dated for so long and I spent a lot of adult years single. So I spent a lot of years with a Valentine and, and a lot of years without a Valentine. And let me just tell you, Valentine's Day as a couple or as married, as you guys know, I mean, it's it's great. It's a fun day, but it can actually be sometimes stressful. I mean, you think about like the guys are like, oh, great. It's just one more opportunity for me to forget the holiday and disappoint my my lady or or, you know, get the wrong gift or which you wouldn't, by the way, if you listen to my last podcast where I talk about enhancing your love life by understanding your partner's love languages. I'm just telling you, it's a good idea. Check back on that one. But, you know, having been single, I can say that there were times when I felt real happy, hopeful, and positive, and Valentine's Day really didn't bother me. And then, just to be honest, there were times when I was like kind of dreading Valentine's Day. And it was really kind of frustrating for me because I wanted to be that strong, independent woman. And I didn't want to let Valentine's Day get me down. But if I'm honest, 
sometimes it, it felt kind of cruddy. I remember one Valentine's Day, I was doing some work at a Panera. I had my laptop out and I was just doing some work, some writing. And it was Valentine's Day and I'm kind of feeling a little bit low. And then I got like a text from an ex-boyfriend just saying, hey, how are you? You know, which I don't know what that was about, but you know, that's how it goes when you're <laughs> when you're in the jungle, as I put it. And then I got like, yeah, another text or an email from another ex-boyfriend. And then I was kind of having a thing with the drummer in my band and he reached out. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's Valentine's Day and I do have love. And again, to be honest, I look back and go, it's really too bad that it took attention from guys to make me feel okay about myself on Valentine's Day. And again, this is kind of like not the easiest thing for me to admit because I would like to tell you during my 27 years of dating, I was always strong and always confident and it never bothered me if I was single on Valentine's Day. But I'm just going to tell you that's just not the case. So to talk about all this stuff, I want to bring on a, a friend of mine who I've had the chance to connect with over the last year. I'm going to invite Damia Jackson of the website Single Girls Rock to join the conversation. And Damia was kind enough to review my book recently, and she resonated with its theme because she is a single lady. And of course, you guys know my book is all about girl power and supporting each other, no matter how frustrating life is or the single shaming that you experience. And so Damia reviewed my book, which was fantastic. And I was really thankful for her her write-up of it. And she, like I said, really resonated with it. So we connected that way. And then recently, Damia asked me to talk about something that you guys know I'm really passionate about, the power of cognitive therapy and ways to use cognitive techniques on a daily basis to take charge of your thoughts and to get happy. So Damia was obviously the perfect guest to have on during Valentine's week for this conversation about being single on Valentine's Day and thriving, not just surviving. So I'd like to invite Damia to join us now. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be part of this conversation. You bet. I'm just glad to have you here, and I really appreciate it. I know um, recently you reached out and said that you'd been listening to the podcast, so I really appreciate your support so much. And I know you said something about um, one of the, the fear-based podcasts, looking at making decisions from fear, had really resonated with you and been encouraging. So I'm so thankful for your feedback, and again, really, really thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Absolutely. I As I was... Uh Speaking to a friend of mine about your podcast, every episode has resonated with me, uh, but episode four, I believe it was, was the one that definitely made me get up and, and type a message to you. It was as though you were in my head based on a recent experience, a recent relationship that had come to an end and realized that I had been staying in it. I stayed in it several months too long because of fear of being alone. So here we are, this this it's wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity to just share that, how it resonated or why it resonated with me. And that realization that I thought I had conquered the fear and it turns out not so much. Oh, you know, thank you for your vulnerability because it is hard. You know, it's hard when you are a strong, confident, savvy, single woman to admit that even you, even me, and, and you, you know, here you are, single girls rock. That's your whole brand, right? Exactly, and that even exactly. you 
could fall prey to that fear of being alone because we're made to be in relationship, you know, and so it's okay to feel that. And what it's not okay to do, of course, is to then be inauthentic and and, and kudos to you for being able to realize that because it's not easy. No, it's not. What I realized after the relationship ended was it felt like a weight had been lifted. Mm -hmm. So I realized I had been really wearing a mask. And this wasn't a lengthy relationship. It ran a total of five months. But I was wearing a mask probably four of those five months. And you just it's, it's interesting how you just end up kind of adapting to the mask. That mask becomes, well, what you think is the truth that you're revealing to the world. And that's not the case at all. And again, it's really important that we keep having these conversations because I think people feel a lot of shame for that. You know, like how could I have, you know, phoned it in with this relationship for so long? It's just because those forces are really powerful. And and you're right. You can start that step that took you toward that mask. It's a small, maybe initial decision to step down a path that's not authentic to you. But then that decision is made. And then the next one, and then the next one. And then pretty soon, like you said, you know, five month relationship, four months of which you're going, I don't think I was being true to myself for exactly. like a solid four months. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's um, I don't want to say uh, devastating. I think that's too strong of a word, but it is enlightening when you realize your own truth, when you realize you've been lying to yourself. Uh, and, and again, going back to the blog, the blog is redefining what it means to be single. And sometimes that means you have to check in with yourself. It's about having those conversations with yourself and uh, your friends or family where you feel safe enough that you can be honest and, and you're not going to be judged for it. I think that's important too. Oh, that's so important. And that's one of the things that I did. And I'm going to ask you in a few minutes about some of your advice for singles on Valentine's Day. But one of the things that I did was definitely have that support group in place. And I mean, we need our single ladies because Absolutely. it is not easy. And so I remember one year we we just we carpet bombed the situation. It was like six of us <laughs> single ladies, and we like we went to like a speed dating event. We went out to, you know, for drinks. We did, did we did all these things, and it was all about just being together right. and stepping into Valentine's Day and not you know not doing the bah humbug. That wasn't my style. You know, I'm not gonna be like oh you know the Valentine Scrooge. Right? No, we were like uh uh-uh. uh. We got dolled up. We looked cute and we hit the town. (laughs) I love that though. I think that's important to have those bonds and to just celebrate Mm -hmm. yourself, right? Because you have value whether you're with someone or not. So one day does not diminish your value. You're listening to Dr. Karen Anderson Abril on Love and Life. Go to her website, D-R-K-A-R-I-N dot me. That's www.dr, Karen with a K, dot me. Have any questions or would like to share your story with Dr. Karen? Email her, Karen, K-A-R-I-N, at dr, Karen, dot me. When I read your blog post about being single on Valentine's Day, and it was the value that you choose to place on that day, Right. right? Right. The meaning we choose to give that day and our status on that day or what we choose not to give 
the meaning. So speak a little bit more about that. Well, I was prompted to write that based on my experiences uh, when I've been single on Valentine's Day. And I love what you said about it's a choice. It's a choice to you can sit and you can cry in the corner and you can have a woe is me moment. And I want to say that's fine. But I think the, the key is you can't stay there. I think it's important to acknowledge that feeling. But I also think it's important to, to also acknowledge that it's a day. And it's better to own your truth and be single and be okay with it rather than be in a relationship with someone just for the sake of saying you're in a relationship with someone and you have someone to celebrate Valentine's Day with. So I think a lot of it is about being honest with yourself. So when I wrote that particular post, it was coming from a, yeah, I had a woe is me moment, but I'm choosing to celebrate the love that I'm surrounded with by my family and my friends. I'm choosing to focus on that rather than focusing on the fact that I'm single on Valentine's Day. I mean, there are a lot of relationships out there that look good on the surface, but they're not good once you look past the surface. And I'd rather spend my time, energy, and effort in being the best me that I'm going to be and having experiences and authentic relationships with people versus putting it into something that maybe the return on the investment is not going to be that great, if that makes sense. It's so well put. I love it. Everything you said, ditto. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, because, you know, something I started doing in my 30s, when in my late 30s, and I was single and having relationships here and there, but like, you know, like a five month here or whatever, but sure. you know, things that were still, once you're that age, you are not messing around. I mean, you're hoping right. that a relationship is going to go the distance and it's still a disappointment. I mean, you were like the, a few Absolutely. minutes ago, you said, you know, it was only five months, but that's a long time. I mean, okay. that's that's a lot of, of hope and, and potential that you had, had really anticipated might possibly go the distance and it didn't. But one of the things that I did was to start sending Valentines to my girlfriends, especially my single ladies, because I thought, like you're saying, there's a lot of love in my life. It just isn't currently the love of my life exactly. that I'm still longing for and hoping to find. But I don't want to dismiss or minimize all this other great love. I don't think one eclipses or the other or the lack of one should eclipse all these other aspects of your life where you're fulfilled and you have healthy, loving relationships. You're surrounded by that. I think it's fascinating that sometimes we tend to focus on what we don't have and move away from, I think, valuing what we do have. And, and that's one of the secret to happiness. People always want to know. And don't we know, ultimately, it's about that gratitude for what we do have. Right. And right. that, getting back to what you said earlier, it's a choice. It really is. And I will even say, through, towards the end of my relationship, you know, recognizing that I had some fear and that's what was keeping me there. And then I had to go through the whole thought process of, oh, gosh, what if he's the last one that that mm-hmm. you know, would entertain the notion of wanting to settle down and get married? And then I remembered, you know, our conversation about cognitive therapy and and kind of disrupting those negative thoughts. And, you know, I had to remind myself, you have value. And just like he came along, another man, perhaps the right one will come along. But you have to clear that space. You have to oh, clear that space. You do. And I think we our minds really think alike because when you're <laughs> unpacking the way you just unpack that that's something i did all the time and still do you, mm-hmm. okay so you know I'm, I'm thankful that you know i did 
marry the love of my life at age 42, but there's other disappointments that come across my path every day, every single day. And I talk myself through them just the way you did. And knowing you the way I do, here's the thing. The choice really never was available to you to settle for this past relationship because you wouldn't have been happy. You're right. I agree with that. I I think I spent so much time trying to convince myself Mm -hmm. that I could be. And I think that's where the weight came from, Mm -hmm. that mask, wearing that mask uh, and potentially blocking my own blessings along the way, whatever those Mm -hmm. blessings may be. Because I, I think that that mask can block a lot of things, not only romantic relationships. It could block connections uh, and relationships that could be formed just on on a personal level with friends, perhaps other family members that you're not as close to, but you become accustomed to wearing that mask and you're just doing your own self a disservice when you're doing that. I'll share this with you briefly. I, um, and I've shared this with, with plenty of people. My parents were married for 14 years, I believe it was. And uh, they both admitted to me as, as when I became an adult that they knew they shouldn't have been married the day they got married. And 14 years is a long time to me to, to stay with uh, an individual where you're not happy. Mm-hmm. So I, that's in the back of my mind on some level, I think, because I have been in longer relationships where I've settled. And I think that's why maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive to what it, what it feels like, even when I'm ignoring it. I, I am familiar with the feeling of, oh, you're trying to talk yourself into something that's just yes. not there. Yeah. It's it's a temptation to try to make it work, like you said, yeah. to talk yourself into it. And you know that from my background, you know that I did that with my ex-fiance. And it's right. hard because especially if the person is a really great guy, which I'm sure your recent ex is, right. that's even right. harder because then you kind of beat yourself up. You're like, well, why can't we be in love? Because yes. he's, yeah, he's, he's a great guy and he looks great on paper. Why don't exactly. I feel that? Exactly. And then you start to think, well, maybe there's something wrong with me, right? It's, maybe yes. it's me. Maybe I'm not looking at it from just the right angle. So you, oh, then God. you kind of put, I, I equate it with putting yourself or uh bending yourself into a pretzel trying to trying to look at it from another angle and it's just like it's not working let's be honest that's exactly right and that's what i experienced so profoundly and like you're saying when i was engaged before it's that feeling of well what what am i doing wrong why why can't i make this work because this there's no reason in the world this shouldn't be the perfect love exactly But, but you really can't you can't like you said bend yourself into a pretzel it's just it's a fit or it's not and you released yourself and you released him to find right. someone that is who he's meant to be with. And I yeah. love how you're talking about not blocking your blessings in other realms of life because when we're living inauthentically, we are blocking our blessings and we're also denying the world our unique, authentic self. Oh, I love that. And that's so, so true. I, you know, I, I look back at some other things that I was doing in my approach to things, even something as simple as, as working out. I go to these group workouts and I found myself complaining a lot just about what we were doing in the group workouts. And I didn't realize that until lately. You know, I've been going, I feel like I'm kind of back into a, a routine that, that I benefit from and the workouts being one of them. And I remember thinking, wow, I did a lot of, I did a lot of complaining in a lot of different aspects. Uh, mainly because I wasn't being honest. So it bleeds into all these other areas of your life. That's a great example of exactly what I was talking about. 
and and that mask and then you becoming this person who's kind of complaining you're like that's not me like what, right. what's going on with who, right who am i the pod people right. have come and taken me <laughs> exactly <laughs> Hi, I'm Vicki Zarley, and I listen to Dr. Karen, Love and Life in Palmdale, California. So let's talk a little bit more about your blog, Single Girls Rock. So tell me about some of the highlights, some of the biggest moments you've enjoyed as a, as a blogger. Oh, wow. Thank you for that question. I would absolutely say reading the book and doing the book review created an opportunity for us uh, to get to know one another. So our friendship and our chat uh, about cognitive therapy that I think has helped me going forward and hopefully helped others. It's uh, uh, a chat that uh, you were gracious enough to allow me to record and share on my blog. So that's, that definitely counts among the highlights since I launched the blog. I would say one of the other ones was uh, a book I read and also did a book review on called Otherhood by Melanie mm. Nodkin. Yes. Uh, and that book also resonated with me. So I, I take it you know who she is and what oh, she's about. I love that book. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Between, so well written. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Between the two of you, it was like you were speaking my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when I put that particular book review up and spoke about why it resonated with me and encouraged other people to read it as well, I put it up on social media. I think maybe I used the hashtag otherhood, which was the name mm-hmm. of her book, as I mentioned. And, um, she quoted my tweet and said, this is, this is why I wrote the book. So that was, mm-hmm. a, that was another great moment. Uh, another one that comes to mind is one I did on why I hate cancer. My mother passed seven years ago this year due to cancer and it was unexpected. And some of the comments that I received, I were quite moving and people sharing their own stories. And I, I got into a bit of a dialogue with a commenter who had lost her sister to cancer. Maybe, maybe she was six months into the grieving process. So it was healing I think for me all over again, and just kind of sharing what my experience had been on how I navigated that path and to, to empathize with her and share words of comfort and caring and hope with her. So I would say those were probably my three biggest highlights thus far. Looking forward to many more though. Yeah. And I'm sorry to hear about your mother. And thank you. Yeah. I just, you know, what I love is, is the power, you know, I always talk about the power of technology for good or evil, you know, and, and because, you know, we all have our technology that can kind of, we know we need it, but it can drive us crazy sometimes. Absolutely. This is such, a, such a great example of you connecting with people, resonating with people who probably without the technology in your blog, you would not have gotten to know them. You would not have had the opportunity to encourage them, whether it was from their grieving or from their experience as a single woman. And that's what I love about having these opportunities to have a conversation we're having right now is just where's our common ground. It's so important for us. Like we were saying earlier, I mean, if you don't have anyone who's in your same space, sometimes we have our, our, cadre of single ladies and sometimes we don't depending on our season in life whether we've got a good group of ladies or not but if we don't that's where a blog can be powerful and can give you that sense of hey I'm not alone in this I'm not the first and only person to feel this way and how comforting that is I, I just love it I'm so glad that you've had those experiences and those highlights with your blog 
Absolutely. That that was really the genesis for the blog. It was about, I found myself having conversations with my girlfriends and we were having similar experiences with dating and relationships. Uh, and not only in those two realms, but, you know, we're, we're single. We're in our late 30s and 40s at the time that I that I had the thought about launching the blog. And life didn't go as we thought it would go, right? Because that's just life has a way of doing right. that. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, we want to we want to buy houses. We want to have these experiences, even though we don't have spouses or significant others to have these experiences with does not mean that we should stop living. Right. Mm. Uh, so I I had the thought of, wow, if I'm having these conversations with my girlfriends, I can imagine that women across the globe are also having similar conversations. And wouldn't it be great to have a space where we can connect with one another? Because it's about the it's about the conversations. It's about the connections and perhaps educate one another as well and comfort one another in, in yeah. times of heartache and, and trouble. So that's why I said, you know what, I think maybe I need to do this. I think this would be a great way to great space for people to come to and, and share their stories and experiences. And we can learn and celebrate one another as well. And share resources and share support, like you're saying. Now, I do have to ask you, have you ever had some resistance or some pushback because I know sometimes when you have for example like my message sometimes you know what my whole book is about hey you're fine and you you do you right. <laughs> live your authentic life and <laughs> if he comes along great and if not you're gonna be okay because you got this you know you're not gonna put off those major life decisions you're gonna buy a house if you're gonna buy a house or you're gonna take exactly. a trip to Paris you're not going to be a lady in waiting, I call it, right? right. Um, you're not going to wait for life to happen. You're embracing life. You're taking charge of life. But sometimes, you know, I would get some pushback. People would be like, really, Karen? Because you're telling people that they're okay, and they're probably not. They're probably screwed up. And you're a psychologist, and you should diagnose them. You should counsel them. Right. And I would just, oh, I would bristle because I'd be saying, you're the you're the problem. You're the reason exactly. I had to write this book. But, but yeah, so same question to you then have you had some pushback or resistance or people who haven't been real supportive of your blog and, and your journey and your process I have not to a, a large degree thankfully but I have surprisingly had some friends who felt that okay so you're putting this blog out so what does this mean does this mean you want to be single for the rest of your life and if you don't then maybe you're attaching some energy, or maybe you're putting something in the atmosphere that could be blocking you by launching this blog, could be blocking mm -hmm. you from meeting the one. Or, and I've also had girlfriends where that's their whole focus is meeting the one. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't knock them for that. That's great. But I believe my life doesn't stop because I don't have someone beside me. So okay. yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. It's, Again, it's the blessing and the curse in terms of having your network or your tribe, right? Uh, and I just have to acknowledge that, you know, while we're in different places, again, you do you and I'm going to do, I'm going to do me. I, I just, and I've had to say that to some friends. This, my blog is not anti-relationship. It's just about celebrating the life you're, you're living today. What happens tomorrow is what happens tomorrow, but this is where you're at today and you should thrive where you're at today. I'm so thankful you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> I feel like I'm not alone in my message, right? right? Because I mean, that's, you know, because you read my book. So that's exactly, exactly what I was talking about. And it's not about saying, 
okay, I guess it's not for me. I'm never going to find him. It's just saying, hey, listen, I have 24 hours today. How am right. I going to choose to live them? Exactly. Exactly. Wallowing How? and sad. And it's a choice. I think oftentimes people, I believe that feel like it's not a choice. Mm-hmm. And to me, it is. Mm-hmm. And owning that it is a choice to me is empowering. I choose not to be a victim to a set of circumstances that I'm currently experiencing. I'm just over here going, preach, preach, preach. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. I'm just like nodding my head. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, that gets me going. I don't do well with people that have what I call a victim mentality or they're professional Mm. victims. They just kind of like just, it moves them along or shakes them up and, and they have no control or say in it. I, I just have a hard time with that. That's my oh, soapbox same. moment. Oh, I'm right there. I'm right up on that soapbox with you. Trust me. <laughs> I'm glad you can not... understand that, right? Yes. One final question I want to ask you is sure. how do you balance the your branding and your message and your blogging and your website? And this is your side gig, right? This is your uh, side hustle, as they're calling it, it now. It is. It <laughs> is my side hustle. And I, I would submit to you that some days I am able to balance it better than others because yeah. right, everything falls to me. I have, uh, I have a friend of mine who runs the analytics behind the blog, but I'm the, I'm the driver. So there are days when I'm on it. I do, I do good when I have a list of things that I want to do. I want to accomplish that particular day uh, and that particular week. And I'm focused on that list because I get a a sense of accomplishment as I'm crossing things off. Uh, But then there are other times I go rogue and I don't want to do a list today. (laughs) I want to do whatever (laughs) I feel like doing. And some days that's nothing. Uh, And some days that's okay. We're going to, we're going to knock this out. We're going to make these calls. Uh, We're going to write these posts. We're going to schedule posting these posts, putting these posts up on the social media platforms. and, And that's great. And I feel like I've accomplished something on those days, but the days that nothing gets done, I'm okay with those days as well. Mm-hmm. I've, I've learned that, you know, you have to acknowledge the space that you're in, whatever mm-hmm. that space may, may be on any particular day. And when you're, you're doing so much, you do need those moments to take a pause and just be. Absolutely. And that's, that's hard. You know, I was raised probably the way you were. I mean, my dad used to say to me, make it happen, doll, babe, make it happen. And so, you know, I have that kind of hustle too. Like, Absolutely. but then, you know, sometimes you have to just appreciate and getting back to what we talked about earlier, you know, if you don't carve out a little space for you to just kind of just sink into and just be and to be thankful for mm-hmm. all the great things that are going on in the midst of your you're striving for the next step, but also being mindful and present of where you are and grateful. So I, I'm with you. You know, a day is not wasted just because you didn't get to check off everything on your list. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you don't want to have a life filled with lists, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to look back and say, wow, I, I didn't take time to just breathe some days yeah. so that you can replenish yourself so that you can go forward and, and create more lists and, and have those productive moments or times or spans of time. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you again so much for hopping on the podcast. I'm going to have to have you back, Damia, because I mean, we just, I don't know, there's a thing here. We just really groove. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I feel like your way of thinking and viewing the world, I just resonated with it on all levels. So I just want to thank you so much for, for joining me today. I, your words of encouragement and empowerment 
for singles on Valentine's Day is so important. And, and please let my listeners know where to find you. Oh, let me just start off by saying thank you so much for having me. And I would love to come back and continue to be a, a part of the conversation when applicable. Uh, yeah. Your listeners and readers can find me at singlegirlsrock.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page called Single Girls Rock, so it's the same. Um, and it's spelled exactly how it sounds. I'm also on Instagram as Single Girls Rock. However, I'm on Twitter as Single Girls with a Z after girl, um, Single Girls Rock, Twitter with a Z. Those are the platforms I'm on. So I'm looking forward to engaging with anybody that wants to, to talk. I have a, uh, a corresponding YouTube channel called Single Girls Rock, and I'm hoping to um, meet and, and chat with people and get those some of those conversations recorded just because I love finding out what people's stories are. I think everybody has something, a story we can learn from. So absolutely check me out on YouTube and subscribe. Excellent. So thanks again. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Damia Jackson. I am an avid listener of Dr. Karen's Love and Life podcast. It empowers, educates, and informs me to make better decisions in my life. I am happy that this resource is available to me. You can find me at my website, www.drkaren.me, and that's Karen with an I. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. Facebook, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Instagram is Dr. Karen. And I'd love to hear from you. You can email me your story or ask me a question at karen at drkaren.me. And please go to iTunes and subscribe. I'm also on Stitcher, Spreaker, and SoundCloud at Dr. Karen Love and Life. Please let me know if you have any topics you want me to cover. I want this to be your show as much as it is mine. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, make it a great week.